0: Whew. today we learn about Vulcan sexy time and how Pike somehow cooked himself out of a jam and oh no, not Alpha Brago 4. We're talking about all that. Episode 7, Season 1, The Strange New Worlds of Serene squall after the jump.
1: This episode of Commander's Log is brought to you by Geek Renaissance. Need that special gift for the nerd in your life? Love supporting small business? Look no further than Geek Renaissance. The artist Sephra makes all items by hand and will boldly go to the final frontier for your unique gift. Head over to geekrenaissance.company.site and use the code FLOBITO, that's F-L-O-B-I-T-O, to get 10% off your order. Don't forget to follow, like, and share Geek Renaissance on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
0: Whoa, whoa, boys! Chief Communication Officer of the USS Post Show, but it's not about me. It's about my man, my co-host. Look alive, because Captain is on the bridge. What's up, Captain?
1: Oh, number one! Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. How you doing?
0: How you hey, the monkey,
1: llap and everybody. Are oh, you? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tried I, to do. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I know you shaved last week. I'm
1: still getting used to it, Captain. Uh, it's um okay. So. So many things going on with my hair. Tell Uh, me. Let's slam uh, the process of this show to a screeching halt while we discuss my hair. You have a process? (laughs) So the (laughs) plan, actually, that's part of the news. Um, The plan, the plan was that my play would be well underway by now. Yeah. And because of the current health situation of, a summer resurgence of the COVID. uh, We will not be doing our run of the play. We will be doing one week in July. Whoa. What was the original run? Like six weeks, two months. It was, it was uh, four weeks and it was pretty much going to be the first weekend of June. So that's gone. Uh, And it was going to go to the, First weekend of July. That was the original. Oh man, plan.
0: that's unfortunate, Kevin.
1: So, you know, um, it is what it is. Uh, I'm gonna have a lot of time to work on podcasts now, so I'm very excited about that. And okay. uh, Starbase 80, I'm hoping to start debuting us on the podcast. Uh, you know channels and outlets yeah. so that i can be fancy like commander's log and uh commander's log of course available as a podcast hey hey how you doing yeah uh so i i kind of i kind of want to get where commander's log is um uh And then uh, I have a couple of shows. Don't say
0: that. We're going to hiatus in three weeks. Don't don't be Ah, like us. ah, We're going ah, off the air in three weeks.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. I want to be as media savvy as Commander's Log is. I'll I'll just put it that way.
0: Got to give a shot to further of the show, Craig Lubin. Craig, what do you think we're going to have to do all the Commander's log so you can sit here and talk about how silly this franchise is? No, or great, or great, or great. Uh, <laughs> episode 7, 10 episode season of Strange New Worlds, so the Serene Squall. And you know what? I really thought this would have been about a storm, but we got pirates instead. Let me ask you, Captain, thoughts about the episode. I know you have be kind of back and forth, wishy-washy, some
1: episodes yeah. you love. Wishy-washy. Not- Oh, How dare you, sir? Wishy-washy. You're like, oh,
0: I don't like Nunian singing. Like, you know, that Nunian sings is misunderstood. <laughs>
1: that's not a complete, uh, that's not exactly what I did. What I did wasn't exactly a flip flop. Look, I like being able to put things in an order. Look, pedal. <laughs> no, and, I'm not saying no, that. No, at all. No. I just gotta say that. Me, that is, no, that is not true. I look. One of the things that I've tried to do, um, being an older man, being an older, white, straight man in this new and advancing world, uh, I I like to get out of my old ways of judging things and find new ways of judging things.
0: Not, we mean not be judging at all? No, no, we're judging. You're just changing my ways of judging.
1: I mean, look, man, look, we're commentators. We're comedians. We... Uh, we live to notice things and to point things out and to maybe make a connection with other people and say, you noticed this too, right? Yeah. Or to put what we notice into words uh, in a way that will make people laugh. Uh, so that, you know, when I say La'an nunian Singh is scrappy-doo, then, you know, that's supposed to be funny. But the fact, I keep looking at the character. I keep looking at what they do with this character. And um, and I like what they're doing with her. Uh wow, the comments are blowing up with pro Flobo, and I couldn't agree more. That's
0: Mike Wexler in there,
1: Flobito. Flobo is a legend. He didn't use the full Flobito.
0: You gotta go over there at the sock monkey Mike on that social media. Mike Wexler is a legend.
1: <laughs> and uh and uh Craig is here and Stress Free K is here, and oh, Craig Lubin ooh. Came in now. I'm not going to read that phrase out loud, Craig, oh. because uh, because he is hinting at the big reveal at the end of this episode, and uh, I don't know if we want to do that. Oh, Kirsten's here. Hi, Kirsten.
0: You know what? I was going to do that second, but let's do it first. Uh, but now the time if you're on the show, you've probably seen the episode. If you haven't, spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> I, like here they I got drag me on spoiler tags. I'm like, it's a review show. What do you want me to do? Okay, anyway, uh, yes. So our end reveal, which was came out of left field. I thought the reveal would have been the early Inklings of that star relationship. We'll get to him in a second, but no, yeah. it's, it's, it's Cyborg in a cheap wig uh, looking away from the sky. John, what does that mean for people who don't know? Because I've only heard about Cyborg in passing personally. Cause I'm a newbie fan.
1: Um, If you were an old school fan, uh, old like, school. like, this guy well i mean look man in new school and old school that's what we represent here on commander's Lock. Hey, and and uh we've seen some beautiful stuff uh done some beautiful callbacks the fact that strange new worlds is a show is a beautiful callback absolutely to- the, the fact that there was this great captain just like James T. Kirk. There was another great captain named Christopher Pike and he did uh, captain the Enterprise and Spock wow. was one of his enlisted people as it turns out. So was Nurse Chapel. So That's was Dr. Mabenga. Uh, so was Uhura. So we we have this this terrific show. When it was the early 90s, all you really had was the next generation, which at that time was not looking that great. It wasn't it, hitting, it, as a kid say, it wasn't slapping. It wasn't hitting. It wasn't slapping. Yeah, uh, we weren't yeah. on the dance floor digging next generation <laughs> that hard. It was slowly okay. making its way into people's hearts, mine included. Uh, And it did that through very specific ways, through exploring the characters more, uh, through making more of a space family out of the crew. Uh, These were all great moves. We we really enjoyed this. Meanwhile, the movies, meanwhile, um, thank you, Stephen Colbert, for making that one. (laughs) Um, There were the movies. The movies were still based on TOS, the original series. Sure. The complaining from the fans was mm. so loud and so raucous. And I was part of it too. I didn't love the first movie. I uh Star Trek the motion picture. I did love the second movie. I actually, um, the opposite. Oh, really?
0: I did not what? like Wrath of Khan. Uh, we'll get that to another episode. Uh, and I, even though the the motion picture is a slow motion picture, at least it had a point, <laughs> but that's, it right. has a point.
1: Right, and it definitely had a point. Uh, it was um, uh, the third one, Search for Spock. Yeah, all right. You know, I mean, it I got the first two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I'm
0: trying to save the movies for Starbase Eighty. That's why I haven't watched them. But yeah, I
1: see them. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe we need to talk about watching the movie we're talking about now. Now, the the fourth movie, The Voyage Home, was the the one where they saved the whales, uh, which was funny at the time and i think it's even funnier now they saved the whales um but the fifth movie the fifth movie okay leonard nimoy had directed voyage home and and did a beautiful job of it he was a terrific director and he really Got a lot out of the actors and set up a beautiful world. And as a fan, I loved it. I brought a date. She was not a Star Trek fan. She loved it. That was a great movie. So apparently William Shatner makes some kind of deal. Okay. And he gets to direct the fifth movie, Final Frontier.
0: Sure. Is Cybuck in that one? You've lost me, Captain.
1: (laughs) And that one was a freaking mess. (laughs) That movie was a mess. Right. Oh, my God. It was so bad compared to everything that had come before it. It was so bad. And key to it, central to it, was this mad prophet. Uh, The Laughing Vulcan. I see. Cyborg.
0: At this point in time, I'm to apologize for being impatient. I had no idea where we're going with this. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> but, but I know, you're, I get it now. But seeing it now, uh in, in this canon now, are, are you on board? Are you like, oh snap? Is it like uh they're they're pulling again from something from Star Trek lore? Where do you sound upon this? Oh, and by uh, the way, Latash Qatar, I try saying that all day It's the best
1: I got. <laughs> it's it sounds good to me, but, nice. Know, I'm I'm no expert. Um <laughs> the um the thing that I think all fans have an opportunity to do, anyway, an opportunity, I don't know that you have a duty to do it, is to go back and look at the old stuff and try to divide your first impressions from your lasting impressions. Dope. Maybe make some new impressions.
0: I feel the same way with the Fast and Furious franchise, but that's not the issue entirely. Uh,
1: you know something? And and yet it is. Um, you know, if you like something, there are going to be high points and they're going to be low points and for most fans Cybok was a low point it's so funny because what Cybok was at the time was this slapped on extra character you may you may remember as many of my friends are joking about right now the character on (laughs) there's a there's a saturday night live sketch where there's a character called spocko no,
0: that's probably before my time, man. <laughs> that and sounds like a cartoon. <laughs>
1: Bobby Moynihan plays Spock's half brother, I guess, and he's Spocko, and uh, and you know he's like this. Hey, everybody, I'm a, I'm a Volk, and What are you gonna do?
0: Oh, I see the pictures. I don't. I, don't, I hear the pictures. Basically, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. totally hear the pictures. Oh, it dear was, goodness me!
1: It was the um, if you remember uh, from Simpsons, Poochie. The added-on yeah, yeah. character. This was a Pucci character. Uh, okay. pe- oh, go ahead. No, sorry, I hear you. So people are people are generally annoyed by the fact... I mean, they can make fun of it with the character of Spocko. They were annoyed by the fact that Cybok was a character who was slapped on. Basically, he is Spock's half-brother. He's full Vulcan. He's older. And... uh and for everyone who ever complained about, uh, on Star Trek Discovery, that Michael Burnham is this older sister to uh, Mr. Spock, and that's slapped on, and how dare you that's not canon. Well, they already did it with yeah. a brother named Cybok and the and- and movie. movies. And T. Pring and the TLS. Like, all right, thanks for not telling me
0: you had someone that you're betrothed to. But, uh, yeah, for someone who uh, was not into a side block, cy- for, for someone that's, in my experience, the word side is thrown around when they're trying to discredit Burnham. So I never, I understood there was a, another person or, or entity. Name cyborg but never saw the connection so this first one they had the wig was terrible not sure what that's about i'm sure that's going to be resolved there but to me before we get to the end of that let's yeah. take a bunch of steps back with the c-story plot because yeah. the c-story plot was what became in the previously on nurse chapel and spock had a little bit of a change of the relationship and it was sealed <laughs> with a kiss now for me personally john <laughs> i actually like this because in tos it looked like nurse chapel was like unhealthily obsessed with spock which is kind of weird because she was a medical professional and he was an alien right but now it seems it's coming from a point of a a confident uh confidant relationship thoughts on what happened today nurse chapel spock do you want to see spock chapel babies
1: um when we recently watched a muck time on our sunday show starbase 80 um There's this great moment where uh, Spock is, you know, sick, and they don't quite know why because he hasn't explained Ponfar to them the crazy blue balls, maddening thing that happens uh, to our our Vulcan friends. She makes him uh, soup. Uh, She and and he throws the soup at her and he yells something about, I wish I could remember the exact same exact words, but basically it was why do you pretend to be my mate? Why do you pretend to be my wife when you know I already have one? Right. And this is the, I I believe they're going from that backwards to this friendship that is being forged between the two characters and the two actors are adorable. I love these actors. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm all on board with that. I'm happy with that. And it's, it's, um, you know, they've gotten really close, really fast. But we also know from the little bit that we know about uh, Nurse Chapel is that she tries to not fall in love. Right. And she can't she can't help it. Uh, You got that Ethan Peck version of Spock going and come on. She's only a human being, flesh and blood.
0: I mean, I'm falling in love with Spock. I thought he was the best Spock ever. The Captain was like, "Oh, slow your roll there, Flobito." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Spec <laughs> is my favorite. Uh, we're kind of working backwards here because of what, what got that kiss happening. Because you figure that yeah. would be some kind of scene in an airlock somewhere where it's like, "Oh, it's weird." This one here, due to events of the plot, which we get into a little bit later was in front of T Pring, his betrothed. And uh it was kind of awkward because we all know everyone fell something. Let me ask you this captain, have yeah. you ever made out with somebody and fell something? No, I'm just kidding. No. Let me
1: let me ask you this. I mean I do have a story.
0: Uh, do you forget <laughs> the show? Tell me more.
1: <laughs> I was in a high school show of South Pacific. Uh I was a junior and the, school kids, really? and the, the girl oh I mean I was playing like a 50 year old man in high school. Uh, I had a mullet until right before the show so uh, you know me really- i will cut my hair at the last minute for a show You did the i did i did i mean that's what we're looking at right here but um my friend melody who was a senior she was a year ahead of me and i thought you know very grown up and, and very much a, a young woman and i was just this goofy ass kid anyway there's this moment where we were supposed to kiss and usually in a high school show you're just going to do a closed mouth kiss and kind of linger there for a little bit so it looks like a real kiss maybe move your head side to side a little close mouth kiss she comes in and i can see this is going to be an open mouth kiss oh wow you got
0: swag like that brother Sheesh.
1: now i like immediately had to make rules in my head and the main rule was no tongues you're not gonna you're not gonna extend that tongue at all you're just gonna yeah. take this open mouth kiss and it was amazing like my knees gave out it was and she didn't do tongues either we were strictly professional thankfully and oh my god there are times when and this hasn't happened a lot in acting for me but there are times when you're doing a love scene or you're doing something very intimate and you're like holy cow this feels amazing yeah so that kiss between those two hot actors so of course even peck as ston and uh jess spock. bush uh, i'm sorry uh, as spock boy, don't give a thought on ston
0: i'm <laughs> jumping ahead
1: <laughs> right Ethan Peck as spock and jess bush as nurse chapel that was a i mean is it me or was that a hot kiss so here's the thing about, about the relationship
0: there, and I'm so glad we got to do this out of order because I think it's it's important on, on the, the book ends of this. This could have easily been, I think you're hot, I'm obsessed with you. Uh, the fact that it came from a logical standpoint. It wasn't like Spock was just trying to be like, you know, my 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 girl ain't here y'all <laughs> yeah uh to me it was great because you know there's something there and there is that balance of human versus spoken, tradition versus free will and that stuff happens with just a pack what no pun intended i know no, no pun intended even Ethan. <laughs> Ethan which i really really love but to understand that let's finally go back okay the Serene Squall was an episode that I thought going in because the preview clip was released that there was going to be some Tholian action. There was some something that looked like a web, you know, Mr. Yep. Weber of a punch yep. for you. Thoughts yep. about that because we we're conferring on that social media. I could have sworn we we're gonna see more hot tholian singles, but we were just duped. Paint switch.
1: Well, I mean, it's a trap, and uh and it's also interesting that our guest character of the week and there are all kinds of ways to to talk about this character
0: jesse uh, james plays
1: Dr. <laughs> um, my god where is she where jesse is james Kaitel. jesse she james Kaitel. yes yeah. yes thank you she as as oh my god yes right and so she is the counselor but then we find out she's something very different and were you uh, shocked
0: by that by the way? Were you when the heel turn happened, which was you like, ah, ha, ha, it's me, because <laughs> he was totally laid on, super thick, but uh exactly, were you were exactly. you were you surprised?
1: It was I, I I'm really torn. I'm really torn because oh. A, I was on my sleep meds, so I don't know what my conscious brain would have thought, but my conscious brain who really enjoys watching the show and actually watched this episode twice? Uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of handwriting on the wall of like, wait, what? What is wait? What would this character do? That is that what this character is like? Okay, right. so just the way she's dressed. Granted, I try not to judge people by that, but she's wearing all of this like skin tight. Okay, this is. I feel like this entire episode co-starred her thigh gap.
0: L <laughs> okay. For those of you that didn't hear Captain Cut out, he said this whole episode co starred her thigh gap, which is a weird image, but continue. I,
1: I can't believe the signal dropped out on that.
0: Yeah, I I heard thigh and I was like, he it's, means it, thigh gap totally then we're going for it. <laughs>
1: It was, it was <laughs> Adventures of the Thigh Gap. There, there was so much bizarre camera work on this. They kept shooting right at her butt, which, I'm sorry, that's two walnuts. That is not a butt. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay. That is okay, a okay, let's that <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> body, and they are, like, slavishly, like, Shooting it like, oh God, what is
0: going on here? I, I gotta tap. I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, oh hell yeah! I'm not the butt police. Never. Never going to be. Um, what I did like though about Dr. Aspen was that when she was presented as an ally, she had a very sassy nature about her. It was almost like, right, like a very like someone that world traveled or cosmopolitan. So I was on board with them being some sort of counselor because I felt like she would be working somewhere. Walnuts right. aside, uh, but when she, when she turned turn heel when it turns out the engineering got rerouted and she was actually the the main pirate like it seems that way almost like yeah. this this is like CW villain this is ah! like mm, you <laughs>
1: fell from my plan <laughs> it's like oh come on <laughs> I don't buy this at all. Well, look, and and that bothered me too. Just like, this is a 27-year-old actor making 27-year-old actor choices and just not subtle at all. There are a lot of things about the character that were, I guess, not supposed to be subtle. Like, you know, they're doing this terrible mission, this really incredibly dangerous rescue mission. And she, you know, goes to her quarters and basically does uh, like Zumba.
0: Yeah, it was like club hop. I thought she was. I thought there club was up. was holodecking a club, and I was like, "Well, I don't think there's a holodeck on the Enterprise." And then I was like, "Well, what the heck is she doing?" And it's just her. So I'm like, "Is it like hot yoga?" Is it? I don't know what she was doing.
1: And and uh, you know, she's um, she's giving off signals through the whole thing. To answer your question, um, I was not sure. That she was a bad guy until it became clear uh, with Chapel, Spock and her that things kept going against them. So it's like, oh, obviously she's the one who keeps sabotaging their efforts to under siege their way through this.
0: Uh, Captain Angel slash Dr. Aspen had a little bit of rapport with Spock uh, saying she knows them. Uh, she had a story which was uh, later invalidated but Craig says I was surprised by the turn <laughs> as I was enjoying her interaction with Spock and I know it's very easy to, to appeal to Spock in writing and go mm. you're Vulcan, you're human but for me it did feel a little bit different uh, having a very specific story where logic was the wrong answer in a situation. Mm. I thought it was kind of cool that they can actually have a connection. Too bad it was
1: fake. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a real connection in the sense that she know uh, she is lovers and I think I think actually she's non-binary. In real uh, life, it's not
0: established in the show.
1: Oh, okay. So are we saying she and her for uh, she, the character? She
0: the actress and she the character uh, expresses she pronouns, but the actress cool. is a uh, non-binary.
1: Cool, cool. I I care about this shit. I know some people find it, uh, you know, uh, you know, a, a minefield to walk through, but it's. By the way, I, I'm, if always... I'm wrong.
0: Anyone in the chat, please correct me. But that's the way I understand it.
1: Yeah, I understand. yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds right. That sounds right. I um, but when people tell me their pronouns, I like to use them. So oh, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, you know, and I I think I've been fast and loose with the she's and hers. Um, uh, she does have a relationship with Spock's older brother so you know if you met your girlfriend's younger sister you you'd you'd feel like you knew her you'd feel like you knew about her you'd probably heard some stories about baby spock little spock doing stuff uh there's a certain and you know she's very good as you pointed out she's very good at kind of getting into somebody's head and talking things out she is playing the part of a counselor very well so That's all working. Uh, I did like the relationship and I especially liked the point that she made when (laughs) she does finally do the heel turn where she says, you bought it. You bought it. And you say you're not emotional, but you bought it because of your emotions. I liked that.
0: The actual plan. uh, And we'll get to the, 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 the faint early later on with Captain Pike and the crew, but the actual plan of presenting Spock as a prisoner exchange, for the code name here, Z- Zavarius, uh, as I said, they're her partner. It's pretty cool because we know that Topring and Spock are kind of the long-distance relationships. Am mm-hmm. I right, bro? And uh, even though Topring has been trying really hard to learn about human sex in the most creepiest way possible, oh, which is so also funny. including the way my parents try teaching me about sex, um, what we saw here was actually a situation where love became a crux point of this episode. Yes. So- question was that a plan doomed to fail though like if you are dr asper pirate angel you know you're dealing with two logical people i know you have the idea but you have to realize there has to be a logical reason to be played out of it no
1: if you are a reckless person like i suspect captain angel is then She would think she was too smart for this whole thing, and she Mm. would actually play Vulcans against their emotions. Ah. That is a very cocky approach. Does it make any sense at all? No. Is she committed to logic? The opposite of that. She's chaotic. So, yeah, yeah, it made sense to me.
0: Before we uh, get into the the adventure of Captain Pike and crew, we see Stone. This week, and he's ah, ah. sitting there all sniveling. Oh, whatever you want, boss lady. You need someone to be around. That's I'm about Stan. here to
1: help you. Mm. Um, look, we know Stahn to be ain't no good, fo- honey. <laughs> he's the he, he no is good. the fox in the hen house. He is there behind Spock's back. That that made me laugh um and you know it's it's kind of classic too where it's like i feel like there might be more to this episode who's that dude walking with to pring hello i'm ston no to Prang, no because <laughs> i mean you know basically uh if you know the story you know the story which is to pring eventually chooses ston over spock
0: question so, though because strange new yeah. world takes place what five years before the event of tos is it too soon to introduce ston is that kind of seem like a hard a hard thing to to maneuver
1: that's a very good question because i i think i feel the answer is yes but i also felt the answer was yes for the nurse chapel spock you know friendship slash relationship that's too soon too they're burning through these things really fast
0: I actually disagree with Chapel because you can always reset that with a big fight. What do you guys think of the chat? Is it too early to introduce these elements of Stan and Cybok, for that matter, and Nurse Chapel? I understand that there's a five-year gap, so you don't want to wait too long. I'm not sure how many seasons Strings New World's going to be, but right. this is the first half or the first two-thirds of the first season. It's coming at you thick and fast. I mean, you got Mabenga there. It's hanging out. Like, it's, There's a lot of story happening, even though it's episodic. Yeah. I think now's a good time for me to say... To me, one of my least favorite episodes this week. Uh, not because of what happened or what transpired, but I do this is where I feel like yeah, I see the flaws of an episodic format. Because yeah. now there are so many emotional elements that are stringing through. I yeah. have to juggle which ones are through lines and which ones are kind of for the episode. Did you feel that way or am I crazy?
1: Um, you know, I thought it was weird that we what, just two episodes ago had the praying and Spock uh you know love jones episode and now we're still there you know like that hasn't changed a lot actually i really disliked she has one interaction with stan to pring and then she turns to the camera and then you see her like "Ooh, check out this stone guy and i'm like what just based on that God, I could have pulled a beautiful Vulcan just by holding a door for her. What the hell? That's nothing.
0: Hey, yeah, you know, when you cheat on someone, is that because they're hot? It's because they're there. <laughs> they're doing something your man is not, or woman is not. I well, would, no, never cheated. This just what I'm reading in books. I, I, I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you laugh at that? Stop. No <laughs> one's believe us, I say
1: now. <laughs>
0: John, stop. You know what? If
1: there was any friend of mine that ever definitely did not cheat on his girlfriend, it's you. I not like, ha, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> ruined it. You are smooth. You are smooth <laughs> like a river stone. But I'll tell you, I believe you. I don't think you ever cheated on a girlfriend.
0: Well, I haven't. But here's a question I have about about that question. But I did realize that with the name of the place, name of the place, name of the place. On uh, Kishtan to Kill Vulcan Criminal Rehab Center. Um, yes. The question I, I used to say in jest on our sister's show, Starbase, it was where were the careers? What would people of Vulcan actually do for a living? It was cool to see at least that aspect of what that looks like on that planet or near that planet.
1: I, I love the fact that they uh, allude to the fact that there are failed Vulcans, that there are Vulcans who went bad and committed crimes and misused their abilities. Uh, yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Not yeah. everybody embraces logic.
0: And speaking of a lack of logic, let's get to our B plot. Uh, The actual uh, maneuver from the uh, Dr. Aspen slash Pirate Angel is that there's evil colonists out there on that planet. Um, And somehow Ortegas does the the blind date maneuver. I
1: love that. That was so funny.
0: Walk me through this, the actual adventure this week. Before we get to the wait team, thoughts about the actual adventure for our team this week?
1: Um, the, uh, you know, it's so funny because actually, uh, as I was reading Memory Alpha, they do their little tiny description of the episode, and it was really, I thought, you know, incredibly on point. While on a dangerous humanitarian mission, the crew of the USS Enterprise stumbles into a harrowing game of leverage with the Quadrant's deadliest space pirate. They're deadly? So, so, (laughs) So this is a, uh, this is a uh, humanitarian mission. And w- when we meet the, the good doctor, the counselor, um, uh, Dr. Aspen, she is like, yeah, I retired from Starfleet because they weren't coming out here into the hinterlands and helping enough people. And these people do need to be helped. And uh, later, we, you know, she reveals, reveals she's telling a lie. Uh, that her husband was killed doing this. And, you know, she does this to honor him. And it's a sweet story. And very Starfleet, very much as the Captain Pike says at one point, you know, Star Starfleet Protocol says, we do this. We we will go into this dangerous possible trap to try to save these colonists. And it turns out the colonists never existed. Which- I, I
0: swear, as Pike trying to tap into his inner Janeway doesn't kill us all we must do it anyway what are you doing I
1: got well, you okay. two days,
0: man. hang out you're fine
1: uh, look man I, I you gotta ask yourself what kind of captain would you be coward <laughs> straight up There's, follow the rules we we have <laughs> seen a bunch of these follow the rules guys uh and then we've seen people i mean i i love that at one point dr aspen says um you know you're a boy scout and Captain Pike's like, Boy Scout, come on. And uh number one's like, it's actually in your record. It actually says Boy Scout in your record.
0: And I went, womp, wow, womp, womp, womp.
1: <laughs> but but so he's he's cutting all these corners, he's kind of breaking some basic rules to go into this non-federation space to do this mess this rescue mission. And she actually says to him, you know, you're kind of playing fast and loose here. And he says, Yeah, not too bad for a boy scout, huh?
0: <laughs> so just I have a them. pissing contest all risk no reward craig robinson says uh when i was watching the interaction on the bridge i was seeing the show reaffirm global's thoughts that number one being a background character ortega gets so much more more than her so much every- more yes yeah, yeah, so much she's more. she's so effortlessly cool not as effortlessly cool as chapel i believe but so effortlessly cool
1: well they've they've <laughs> also on. found that she's a great face that they can cut to yeah, so it's like things are dangerous. Let's get right in Erica's face. Uh, so and- this
0: actually reminds me of a story. I to to so when I was oh, in film, film school, course. my uh, my editing professor is uh, uh, Paul Sador. Uh, shot to Paul. Uh, taught me the craft. He uh, he directed uh, edited edited films like uh, White Man Can't Jump and Tin Cup. Uh, he was on yeah. this movie called This Christmas with Chris Brown, and they had limited footage for a scene. They ran the money. They had to fire the director and they brought in the producer to direct. And he cut Loretta Devine's reactions into so many parts of the scene to basically stick this dinner scene by tape that Loretta right. Divine's people were like you made us you made her a star <laughs> like you she haven't been any more more footage or anything and the power of being able to emote and to yeah. have those interactions are just godsends for anyone in post so props to Eric yeah. Ortegas.
1: yeah I you know when I was in um when I was taking film classes I didn't get as far uh through film school as you did because I was more a broadcast guy um eh. They, they tell the Sergei Eisenstein story about editing, the power of editing. So uh, there's this Russian actor. He's a beloved Russian actor. And uh, Eisenstein just has a shot of his face. And then he cuts that with the next shot is a shot of a bowl of soup. And then cut back to him, just looking. Right. Into the camera. He's not, you know, just his face. And then they cut to the shot of a baby. Like goo goo gaga baby. and then they cut back to him and then they cut to uh, the shot of a body in a casket and then they cut back to him. It's always been the same shot of his face and then he would ask people what was this film about and they would say it's a film about a man who is very hungry and he's got a baby that he loves very much and he's mourning like his father who was the person in that in that casket. And the fact is, there was no story there. All Eisenstein did was take pieces of footage and put them side by side. Yeah. But our brains make a story out of that. Right. right? And you need great shots and great faces, as you're saying from your example, too. Uh, In order for people to read this, in order for us to know that things are scary... They get right in the faces of the actors. They do it in every Star Trek show and every Star Trek movie. Um, but I I love how they're doing it now. I did not understand Ortega's was so useful in so mm-hmm. many ways. Uh her her face just tells you Melissa Navia's face tells you volumes. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I I love uh well let's see, we didn't get any Uhura at all in this episode, did we?
0: Nah, they gotta rotate her off for the call she'd say that budget uh. ah,
1: but i I love her face too. her reactions are fantastic uh speaking of number one speaking of una uh played by Re- Rebecca Romaine of course um yeah she is kind of a background sort of character now she's been shot like in fights like she's two for two getting shot. yeah oh yeah. It's definitely like the, uh, the captain of the, of the B
0: story or D story. Uh, <laughs> and we haven't even got into it yet. But yeah, it always feels like, okay, well, whatever she is, the stories will be elsewhere. And this story to me this week was definitely the Chapel's uh, Ston, Chapel's boxing sp- 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 frame triangle, uh, which I've got to say before I forget, my code of the week. From his chapel in that diehard scene, going like I said, I'm just a
1: nurse. So so badass. I love that scene where she's got the hypo spray, and yeah. she's just giving people shots left and right, and then she's like, "Yeah, all right." What yes. a great get weapon.
0: Uh so, so the way Timmy actually goes down there for this humanitarian mission doesn't even make sense but it turns, they get intercepted by the Serene Squaw which is kind of a letdown because it sounds like the Emerald Chain if you know what I'm saying uh, yep. and Pike gets a great idea as opposed to stage a mutiny a la Alpha Braga for John this right here could have been so much more but yeah. it ended up being just a placeholder in this episode, at least I thought so, thoughts?
1: I like that they set it up as, Oh no, they're captive captured. It's done. They're captives. They're, they're prisoners. It's done. Uh, the fight is over before it even begins. And that makes sense. They're completely surrounded and overwhelmed and ambushed. Um, I, I really like the guy who says he's their leader, Remy, Right. um, he to me represents all the toxic fans of star trek
0: oh but he has this nice boots though <laughs> he's fashion
1: forward he's he's a big fat guy who thinks he runs everything <laughs> Ooh,
0: savage he got us
1: canceled look two people just <laughs> left the show come back <laughs> <laughs> you know, We lost two viewers john <laughs> damn <laughs> i i guarantee they left because of something else i did i don't think it was that Pro- probably right <laughs> but uh it is um it is funny that it is such a minor thing um basically i i they showed previously on strange new worlds and exactly. they they show the captain has everybody over and he's cooking and yes. I'm like, they keep showing that. I wonder why. In this episode, it's because remember, the captain cooks. Yes. Remember?
0: <laughs> okay. So let's 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 make let's make sense of something that makes no zero sense. So they get intercepted and they're like, hey, give us these codes, we're gonna kill you. And he's like, nah, black and cook you a meal. And everyone's like, Yeah, but here's my question: why is Pike wearing an apron? He's wearing armor. Is he upset about getting his space armor dirty? That really ticked me off, John. <laughs> Explain.
1: <laughs> the the armor looked like it had little kind of indents and and designs in it and man if you get sauce up in that you got to I... get like a brush like it's a mess you don't want to have to clean that the you've actually, never cooked in space armor before
0: who? i'm a bachelor in la
1: i don't have an apron but these guys do in the future I love that. Come on, I love that they scrounge stuff. Here, take this apron. We don't want you getting your uniform dirty.
0: Oh my goodness! I mean, okay, whatever. So, so what the that? captain has to stall them by cooking, which I guess a stall tactic is fine. Cooking's a bit weird, but he's gaining favor for the rest of the crew because you're hungry because gruel's no good.
1: And and the the captain, the leader, will say insists that it is because it's an old Orion recipe. And, and everyone behind him is like, you know, this is the people story. I kind of, I kind of like that. You know, it's got, it's basically about personality. This guy, Remy, clearly nobody likes him and, and they're just pretty sure they can do it. And then they do it. They make the crew mutiny The, (laughs) The mutineers let them out of their big cage. Yeah. And then, and then I love when they take over the bridge, of the serene squall that's just one of the funniest things i've ever seen on a star trek
0: it could have been so much more so what we got was was a very entertaining episode but you give me yeah. a name like the yeah. serene squall which for some reason with the one semester i took marine biology in high school it's a really big storm y'all but i'm yeah. thinking like swashbuckling dogfighting, fighting space lasers okay it's not that it's the name of a group okay maybe giant scenes running in phasers Almost everything of note happens off camera.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So
0: we get a character piece, an episode called "The Serene Squall." I. This Ah. could have been. (laughs) Yeah, I hear.
1: No, I definitely hear what you're saying. I. It felt small. It felt very small, and you know there are times when I think it's a virtue. Uh, when we go back to one of the oldest things that I always say, uh, Craig. no, Craig Lubrin says aprons are standard issue for landing parties in Starfleet. Stop doing this. <laughs> you don't know. you. That might be true. Um, <laughs> Star Trek loves to save money on special effects because their special effect is acting. I guess. And, and when we find out that Captain Angel is actually who we've been with all this time and not Dr. Aspen, uh, then, oh, she becomes the the biggest actor in the world. That was awful. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I go for <laughs> <laughs> But I'm <Eva>. <laughs> evil. Evil <laughs> thunder.
0: I um, I see things like that. No offense. No offense to Miss Kaitel, but because it's not her. Because the first half I believed her. So it's not it's not yeah. her as a talent. She, it's just this character. I see things like that. I go. Hey, maybe I should try acting. How hard can it be? And that's a bad sign. If I'm going, hmm, it's a craft,
1: right? I'll try it. That's all. Well, do you weigh 100 pounds and you're willing to wear a cat suit so we can all look at your thigh gap and your walnut butt? Uh, the,
0: the rest of the three or four, yes. not the first one. I'm about 200 and change. But walnut butt, I got those. <laughs> I will clench both cheeks together if it means for the art. That's what
1: he, if, And he, he will crack some walnuts, folks. He's got talents. Don't think Flobo doesn't have talents.
0: <laughs> Captain is right, though. This is one scene she's climbing a ladder. I go, why is the camera not moving?
1: <laughs> That's the... Okay. All right. I, so, I mean, you know, look, I, I, I there's lots of attractive people on this show. I don't have any problem with the camera going, look how attractive these people are. But this fascination that they had with her... I was actually so happy to find out she wasn't the main villain.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she kind
1: of is. Uh, she kind of is of this episode. But right. of the story, she's right. the girlfriend. She's the mall. Sure, uh, for sure. Of of the big bad. And the big bad, he never turned around, right? We, we no. saw him from behind.
0: We saw our mind.
1: Good, good old Cybok. i'm kind of hoping they get some sort of celebrity or semi-celebrity to play him i don't want just another great actor from canada
0: damn cronenberg what are you doing here no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> I imagine you. that you know i
1: love cronenberg <laughs> hey everybody oh come on cronenberg couldn't play a vulcan come on of i mean he could
0: can. i would break the timeline even
1: more so It'll have to be a vulcan that has glasses
0: if you guys are long-term listeners of Captain's Log or watchers, you may say, hey, this review is disjointed." but that's because I thought the episode <laughs> was disjointed. It came out of nowhere. I felt like there was elements that could have been great that I, I really think that if this was a serialized show, not saying it should be or it needs yeah. to be, but I think if it was a serialized show, this episode, it got my a lot more leeway, but as a standalone adventure to have the bait and switch, to have this, this surrounding, but then Pike negotiated to cook for these people, to have a mutiny off camera, was kind of wonky, man. Wonky!
1: I I agree. I think there is space, though, for goofy-ass episodes. True. You know, okay. we have had this conversation before. It has been said by other people uh, that if you don't do 26 episodes or 23 episodes uh, like the previous series did, when are you going to get that episode where they go to the planet but it's all, you know, Las Vegas? right when are you going to get that episode that takes place on the holodeck and it's basically you know three sets from a soap opera Wh- when are you going to get these real like uh, look i mean if you look back to uh the original series like um there was that one where they send them back in time and they have to do the shootout the okay corral right that was crazy i love that episode sure um, I love the Western episode of next generation fistful of data's Uh, it's a holodeck episode. So For I please. don't know if Flo is going to let me show it to him anytime soon, but holodeck maybe episodes, never he <laughs> hates those taller, but these goofy ass episodes are part of the tradition of Trek. So I couldn't hate this episode because I kind of see this as one of those goofs.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? That, that's fair i can't get mad at that it's it's like it's like having a kid drop a, a can of milk and be like i'm sorry you're like, fine <laughs> all right don't do it again don't don't do it again
1: and uh, you're gonna love that kid even though he's probably gonna drop some milk in the future but that wow. just comes with having a kid
0: you know, I had my former employer on the Star Trek show. Uh, it was actually my segment, so I could steal it for myself. We would have a, something called the ABCD Award. And above and beyond the Call of Duty, the one person that really stuck out. And for me, it was Earth Chapel. Uh, I, for someone, a character I kind of thought was in the background or like the, the, the weird clingy girlfriend character from the animated series and show. Yes have her come out there and have her own motivations, have her, her grip what it means to be alive and having a partner. I yeah. thought she did so much work. It really was the emotional crux of this episode. So I'm glad yes. that happened. I'm not saying skip it, but it, it was just to me, it was just way too many assumptions for this to work out for me.
1: Yeah. Okay. I can't, I can't argue with you on that. I mean, and they even covered some ground they've already covered before the to Spock stuff had uh up until he does the, um, I, I, ha- I have been cheating on you with nurse chapel. Come here, Blondie. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs>
0: I love you, wife. All right. Uh, <laughs> but I gotta say, besides Armist, Ron is up there too. I hate. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Stan. Just hanging around. You want anything? I'm going to Starbucks.
1: Stan, Stan, is, Stan is your new Armis.
0: Yeah. Just hanging around. Hey, I'll get you anything. I want to say you look very pretty today. Hey, sister, how you doing? Tell your mom <laughs> I said, thank you.
1: If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. I'm just saying, that's me, Stan. What's up? Live long. You are
0: such a Stan right now. It's crazy. Uh, 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 Yep, John. Another week in the book. You'll be back next week for Commander's Log. But if I want to connect with you and see all the billions of shows you're working on these days, how I go about doing that?
1: Well, you got to come over to the YouTube channel, which is Weber Internet Thingy. And you can see. at least two of the shows that i have put together and yeah trying to get some new stuff going especially since this play has been put on hiatus for a month i will have time to get a lot of my new projects moving that's very exciting i've wanted this time uh and of course if you're ever on the facebook there's a starbase 80 page and there's a weber internet thingy page and you can always join those and say what's up to us through there
0: yeah, if you want to know more about Thigh Gaps and Walnuts, Starbase 80 every Sunday on Weber Internet thing. He started the captain where he drags me and we watch crazy
1: episodes. We're doing Threshold this Sunday, which Threshold from Voyager. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for you. you you've you watched the episode already. I've watched it last night and, and I have not look happy.
0: <laughs> I have questions. I, I I reserve judgment. I just have a lot. <laughs> Of questions, but that's for me, Commander's Log, your one-slap shop for newer Trek. After the end of Strange Worlds, we're taking a bit of a hiatus in ahead of Discovery. Of course, up episodes will be around. Please support the show when you can by giving us five stars on the Apple Podcasts or Spotify, nice. or giving me one of those likes on Facebook or YouTube. Um, Hell yeah. yeah does it for me though. Oh, it's my birthday next week. So if you want to support the homie, I suggest. There's many ways to do that. But more importantly, buy me a coffee, baby. I like no, that. A right. little bit of the caffeine, buy me a coffee.com slash lobo boys.
1: You know, you can I also mean. join his Patreon.
0: Oh, yes, the Patreon, the Boisterous Crew, Patreon.com slash Lobo Boys, Flow Beagles Book Club. I hopefully have an episode by the end of the month and many, many right. more stuff. That's nice. But as I had done get myself winded by saying all of that, uh Gavin, please say the words.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, all you beautiful nerds, live long and prosper.